Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Today's episode has been sponsored by Jay McLaughlin. Jay McLaughlin is a timeless lifestyle brand with incredible style and a spirit of connection. I am obsessed with Jay McLaughlin and have been so honored that they are sponsoring my Zibbyverse tour. It just so happens that the tour goes to so many communities and areas of the country that have Jay McLaughlin stores. And I love that the brand is philanthropic through Jay McLaughlin's local and loyal programming host store events to give back to organizations that are meaningful to Jay McLaughlin's local communities. I also love the fact that the clothes are just so chic. They make me feel polished and modern. And the best part is that most of the line comes in fabrics that don't wrinkle. I especially love the dresses, the cashmere sweaters, the other sweaters. You'll see them all over my Instagram. I typically tag at Jay McLaughlin. And so you can check it out. It is absolutely one of my favorite brands and I am over the moon excited to be working with them. In fact, I want to share the love with all of you. Jay McLaughlin is giving 20% off new customers and listeners of my podcast with special code ZIBBY20, capital Z-I-B-B-Y 20. That's 20% off for new customers and listeners of the podcast with special code capital Z Zibby 20. Take advantage of it today. My favorites are this white open long cashmere sweater that I've been wearing on every flight that I've taken on this tour. I have a blue with light blue horizontal striped sweater, several dresses I even wore on Corny America. Check it out. Jay McLaughlin. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Dot com and definitely check out those shows as well. Annie Catherine is the author of The Friendship Breakup. Annie Catherine has always dreamed of becoming an author and lives by the motto, creating is living. The Friendship Breakup is her debut book, Born Out of Love. 
when not writing or reading, she is organizing her personal library collection by color, sounds familiar by the way, and discovering delectable chocolate. She earned a journalism degree and a master's in communication from Marquette University and lives in Chicagoland with her husband, daughter, and two fur babies. Welcome, Annie. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss The Friendship Breakup, your novel. Very exciting. I am so excited to be here. Thank you, Zibby. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's so nice after you've talked to me to be able to talk to you. And it's like, I know. It's so great to connect again. Now I'm on the other side of the interview. <laughs> I know. Now I'm all nervous, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're nervous. I don't know. Just, you know. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we'll both be nervous together. <laughs> Okay. The friendship breakup. Discuss. How did you, how did this idea come to you? How, what was the whole story behind it? All of it. Well, I've always wanted to write about female friendships because I think they're so important. I don't think they get enough recognition in novels. They're usually subplots. So I wanted this, the story to revolve around friendships rather than a romance. So This book follows Fallon Monroe. She's a wife and mother of one, and she's about to turn 40. And she's looking at her life and thinking, what do I have to show for this? It's not at all what she expected it to be at 40, which I think many of us can relate to, a lot of my friends at least. And so she's thinking, what can I do? So she started a side chocolate business because chocolate brings her joy. And then she's being ghosted by her neighborhood mom friends, and she's had them for seven years. And it's such a painful experience for her. And she's trying to figure out what did I do wrong? And instead of waiting to be invited to the next event or not invited, she decides to throw a party for her friends to win them back. But it's a huge disaster and she makes everything worse. So then she finds a shocking letter that she had found 20 years ago and then didn't deal with it then and realizes that she should take another look at this letter and deal with what's in this letter from her past to move forward. So that's pretty much the crux of the book. Amazing. I mean, I think ultimately (laughs) the whole book is sort of about identity, right? Who you are, where you come from, what, what it means to be you, right? And all these different iterations of life and sort of, yeah. Identity is sort of the through the through line, I think, and it's yeah. so easy to lose your identity as a as yes. a mom, which she also starts to do that way as well. So yeah, I I agree with that, and that was another main theme that I was working on because, like I had said, I'd see myself going raising a child and then hitting mid forties, or my friends the same way, and many people I've met online, and you reach this point and you're like, oh my gosh, my, my life is half over. And what am I doing with it? Yes, I love being a mother, but I'm more than that. And that is what Fallon is struggling with in the book as well. She's more than just a mother and it's okay. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to just be a mother. <laughs> I literally just had the same not this conversation, but a conversation on the same topic earlier today with another author who writes for Literary Mama and and how there's this misunderstanding that you have to sort of give up your identity to be a good mom when in fact your identity is sort of what makes you, it's what the kids have to aspire to be. Like they need a map of where they're going, 
right? Yeah. Not just a mirror into like, this is me on the floor playing with my toys or something. I'm not saying this very well, but I think no, you know. no, I get it. I get it because yes, there are many times I sit on the floor with my daughter playing dolls and yes, we have to be there for them in the moment, but then there's times we have to be there for ourselves. Yes. yes. I, I, I didn't and, mean to say don't yeah. be on the floor. I love being on the floor. Yeah, I spent years yeah. on the floor. I, 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 I get it. I, I wore only sneakers for so long, but yeah. uh, I just meant like, it's okay to then get off the floor and like sit at the computer and not feel guilty about it, but be like, no, now I do this. And now I go to this meeting and, and yes. that's what I do when I'm not on the floor. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and Fallon in my book struggles with that too, where she's thinking, okay, I want to have this chocolate business. I want to be there for my daughter. I want to be there for my husband. I want to be there for my friends. And she's being pulled in all these directions and she's trying to be good at everything. And, you know, sometimes you just have to set the boundaries and say, listen, I have to do this now. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and that's what she did. She, you know, followed through with her chocolate business. And then, and the friends that want to come along, you know, are the ones that are really your friends. Yeah. I think that's another thing that happens in your forties too. When yeah. you, it's like sorting the, the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, right? Who's actually here for me? Who am I? Who do I want to be there for? Yeah. You're right. I think this time of life crystallizes so many things for us. And, yes. but then there's an added layer for Fallon, which is really, you know, I, we can't talk about it because that's like the big reveal and, yeah. and everything, <laughs> but, um, but it also totally touches on like this whole notion of of missed opportunities or lives not lived or what ifs, right? Which is the other sort of theme to aging, right? Like you start running out of time and I don't know, sometimes there are experiences that like in the book where you're like, oh my gosh, I literally missed this parallel experience in a way, right? Vaguely. And other times it's just knowing like, how do you choose your path? I don't know. So that's all like wrapped up. Yeah. So where, where did this come from for you? I know you, as you are in your, you're experiencing similar themes perhaps in your life, but like, where did this come from as a book? And when did you decide to even write the book? And what's, what's the whole story behind that? So this particular book, because this is my fourth one that I've written. So I, I tried many different things, but this was the one that actually got published. So I went through a painful friendship breakup and it was during a time where I was reinventing myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're getting the scoop here. <laughs> I have an <laughs> open <up> about this. <laughs> and I kind of went through all the emotions like, what did I do wrong? You know, what could I have done to fix this? Did I spend too much time on myself? And then I, I let this friendship go to the wayside. So I just grappled with all of this. And I put it all in the book with Fallon as a fictional because it's not exactly what I went through. Obviously, I don't make chocolate and things like that. But I just wanted to write about the experience because chances are, if I'm dealing with this, that others might be able to relate to this as well. And I wanted to have a a good ending and give Fallon closure because it was important to me that I never got the closure. And so in my fictional world, I wanted Fallon to get that closure. Interesting. Wait, so four books. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to that. When did this whole thing start? Okay. Have you always wanted to be a novelist? What were those books about? What was the story there? <laughs> yes, right. So when my daughter was in kindergarten, I, I finally like I always wanted to be an author, but when my daughter was in school full time, that's when I made the commitment that I was going to do this. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do for me. And I thought, okay, so 
oh, here's me. Oh, yeah. Baby Annie trying to say, oh, here's a book. Oh, it's just going to be published next year. You know, it's just going to go boom, boom, boom. And that's, I had a wake up call. That is not how the publishing world worked. So yeah, I started out writing young adult fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I just tried that genre, right? That's awesome. <laughs> and then I did middle grade fantasy. And then my third book was women's fiction. And then this was the fourth one. So I think it really took me all those years to find my voice mm-hmm. and to hone my writing skills, to learn structure. I have a journalism major and, you know, I writing for me has was always like linear and get the facts down, get it out fast. So I kind of had to learn how to write creatively to the story and whatever. So, yeah. So it, this is, I mean, my daughter's in fifth grade now. So that's how long it took to get a published book. <laughs> it's not that long. That's really not bad. I swear. I mean, you might feel like it is, but it yeah. it really isn't. That's impressive. I don't know. You probably could talk at length about this too. It's, I, I think we have in our head as writers, these preconceived notions Hey, this is going to be great. It's going to be fast. It's it's going to be quick. I'm going to get a book published and once you get into it, it the querying process and publish it just it takes longer, but it, like you said, it, it's really not that long, but I felt like it was. Yeah. Well, it's the publishing itself is slow based on the production timelines and everything and you know, I was determined that I was going to do it faster if I did it myself, but there really are some systemic production issues and like yeah. the multiple drafts and then the printer and then the shipping and then the distributing. There's just so many steps. Yes. And uh, yeah. And and even just the slotting in, like, you know, I'm curious what your publishing experience is like so far at Alcove and how that's been and how you ended up there and, you know, what what you were expecting in publishing in general and what after talking, I mean, you have your own soulful series and talk to authors Mm -hmm. all the time and, you know, book reviews and like, you're very much books to Grammy influence, you know, you're like in the whole thing. And then to finally be in publishing, I mean, I feel like I'm talking to myself, but anyway, what has that felt like? And what, like, what did you, what, what happened? Just talk about. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay. So it took me about eight months to get my agent. Lindsay Gazzardo of Martin Literary. Uh, well, for this this book, obviously, I queried all the other ones and didn't, didn't get an agent. Okay, so then I worked with her for eight months on the book because she was an editor at Amazon and she knew like, okay, you have to cut this. You know, I pants the whole book, right? And she's very much into outlining. So I had to go, she asked me to go back and out, re-outline. So after the book was written, I had to re-outline the whole thing and it really helped with pacing and structure. But the good news is after I worked with her that whole time, when then she said, okay, we're going on submission to publishers, do something else. Like, just don't worry about it. I luckily, it only took two weeks to get a, a publisher. She said, wow, I think it was because she knew she had worked for a publisher. She knew how it would work. So I landed with Alcove and they, I just... They're, they're a smaller publisher and they give more one-on-one, which you obviously understand. And I don't feel like I'm, I get lost because mm-hmm. they don't have that many, like hundreds and hundreds of authors. So the experience has been really good. My editor was amazing. She, she guided me and it didn't take long to get the book ready. And the marketing team there, they're phenomenal. And I, they do some internal publish, like a, I have an internal publicist, which is not always the case. And I just, I feel lucky where I landed. So hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. You've talked to so many authors. Tell me about why you started doing that and what you've gotten uh-huh. out of it personally. <laughs> yeah, so I, so for my Soulful series, I focus on nonfiction authors just because well, the whole fiction space is like, I, like you, I could talk to an author every day, but I, it seems it's so overwhelming for me that I'd rather just do like pick a nonfiction author and do like one or two a month. So I don't know. I just fell into it. It wasn't even expected on my journey, but those are the best things, the surprises that come along. So I wrote an interview for this book. I am a girl from Africa written by Elizabeth Yamayaro and I just wrote a review. I just loved the book. And I wrote it on Instagram and she saw it and she loved it. And she asked me if I would do an Instagram live with her. And I was so nervous. Like I am not a on camera person. I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm an introvert. I don't know what I am. I'm like a cross between introvert, extrovert, but it's out of my comfort zone. I don't like to, I didn't like to interview whatever. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this. She asked me, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. So I interviewed her and I just loved it so much. I loved her energy. I loved what she had to say. I loved that she was sharing messages and that others could relate to. And she was such an inspiration. And then the next morning I woke up and I had an idea. I'm I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm going to interview authors, nonfiction authors for inspirational messages, share with the world promote them. And um, I came up with the name Soulful Series. And I knew that I needed to interview nonfiction authors to share their messages. And I contacted five nonfiction authors that very day, they all said yes. And then Soulful Series was born. So, and I just love just interviewing these authors who have amazing 
inspirational stories and it uplifts me. And I, and I'm hoping that the people that listen to it, it uplifts them too. And you've been on the show and you've, you're inspirational. So it's, yeah. it's just been an amazing experience. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's so awesome. <laughs> you are inspirational. <laughs> I mean, I think every story, like both of our stories of getting involved, not just as a writer or author, but all the pieces of it, right? The interviews and the writing you do, the reviews and the blogging. I don't do as much of that, but all of it. It's like being in the ecosystem and learning from each other. And this is sort of how it works when you want to learn. Like this is what you have to do. It's like a fragmented space. There's no writer's academy where you like go in and learn. I mean, I guess there are MFA programs, but those are few and far between and for a different, you know, a particularly literary type of writer. But I don't know. I feel like you have to learn by doing, learn by talking, learn by interviewing. I don't know. I've gotten so much out of it too. No, I agree. And that's the one thing about the publishing process that because it takes so long, you know, from when you get a publisher or even prior before you get an agent to start building up your author network, your writer friends, because that's who is going to walk with you on your journey. And I've been so lucky, really through Instagram, honestly, I've met so many wonderful authors and I talk to them day to day. We DM each other and have you experienced this? What are you going through? How is this going? And then you celebrate each other's successes. And that's what I'm so grateful about on this whole journey is that in the time where you're waiting, foster relationships, you know, because these are the people that are going through it too. And I know you know that because you're interviewing all these authors and you're probably becoming friends with them as well. Yeah. People are so nice. I think because everybody else identifies this <laughs> need for community and, and all of that. So yeah. What, yeah. Uh, what have you read lately? That's really good. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you've read this yet, but The Vibrant Years by Sonali Dev. Yes. Yes. It is so good. I was literally laughing out loud last night (laughs) as I was reading it in bed and my husband and my daughter are like, what is going on in there? But I could not. I mean, it is so great. I just love it. And then I, I just interviewed Alicia Fernandez Miranda. Um, so that'll be coming out. Yes. And I read that book and I loved it. And it's your first Zibby book. It is. Yes. Talk about reinventing yourself right before 40. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. I should have brought that up myself. I know. Exactly. She's like the real life version. Maybe she could work for a chocolate (laughs) company and then we could tie it all together or something. (laughs) (laughs) Would be awesome. (laughs) What is coming next for you? What do you have after this? Are you working on another novel, nonfiction, back to YA fantasy? Where are you off to? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that. I I think I'd have to write under another name if I went to YA fantasy. But I think I'm going to stick in the women's fiction genre. I I think my voice right now, I have a lot of experiences to write about for women's fiction. So um, I started a second book. I'm on the first draft is at my agent right now. So I don't know. We'll see where that goes. I'm a little superstitious about talking about exactly what it is, but I, I am still writing. So. That's great. Excellent. And what does your <laughs> daughter think about all this? Oh, she's so excited. I think she's really proud of me, although she can't 
I haven't let her read the book because it's really adult-ish, so, but she is a kid, so. Well, I know you already gave some advice, but what advice would you give for aspiring authors? The one thing that I think I grappled with was expectations and letting expectations go because the journey might not look exactly like you expected it to look and not to be so concerned with the outcomes, but rather enjoying the journey as it unfolds because there's so much beauty in front of us and so many surprises along the way. But if we're so caught up in thinking about, I want to achieve this, I want to do this, you might miss out what's really happening right in front of you. I love that. Well, Annie, thank you for coming on. Congratulations on the friendship breakup. So exciting. I really wish you all the best. Hats off to Perseverance. And yeah, um, (laughs) I can't wait to listen to your interview with Alicia and everything else. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. This is so fun. I really appreciate you having me on your show. My pleasure. All right. Have a great day, Annie. Bye-bye. You too. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 